This is the Retirement Solution Podcast with financial advisor John Hicks, founder of J. Hagen Capital. There are so many things that we just have in our mind and we assume that they're correct because we've heard them a hundred thousand times. We got to get rid of all those myths. If you've done a great job saving, you'd be surprised what you can accomplish when you use the right strategies. Most people just aren't aware of them. You've worked hard your whole life to earn and save. Now you need a plan to make that money work hard for you. The people that have sacrificed opportunities to spend money, they sacrificed by putting the money in that 401k. They've sacrificed by putting that money in a 529 college plan for their grandkids. Those types of sacrifices should go rewarded in the long run. John is here to help you find solutions for your retirement. The new Secure Act 2.0. We have Boo. talked about that. <laughs> Boo. It was The first one was so bad. They came up with version 2.0. Yep. yep. Two times as bad. So let's continue talking about some of the details that folks need to know, John, because Mm. it moved the age that you're required to take money out of your tax deferred accounts, like your 401ks, your IRAs. So now you don't have to do that until you're 73 years old. That part's good. But right. Right. But Carrie Hannon at Yahoo Finance says this is not an issue for many retirees. One in three people start tapping into these retirement accounts way before this 73 age would come into effect. And in addition, the Treasury statistics show that eight in 10 people take more than that required minimum distribution anyways. Is that? Oh. Do you, is that something oh, you see with what she was saying? No, I think she may be accurate. But here's what we're talking about in this show. Okay. We're talking about people that have done a good job saving or plan on being responsible for their retirement. Carrie's talking about national averages. The people that may only have a few bucks in those accounts. And of course, they're going to tap in more because they didn't save as much. Got it. For this show, what we want people to do, if you have been a great saver, if you've saved 300, 500, 800,000, 2 million, 7 million, 20 million, what we see consistently is that RMDs are going to cost us a potential fortune in taxation. And here's the reason for it. The government forces us to take money out of an account and charge us whatever they deem to be appropriate in those years. Guys, we know tax rates are going up. They're going up in a few short years. Why on earth would we let them dictate not only when we withdraw our money, but the tax rates we pay? Heather, every single week we run reports that show that we can save hundreds and our average client that we acquired in 2022 so just last year Mm -hmm. we did a report on this specifically to find out did we add value to the clients that came in with us Mm -hmm. our average savings is three hundred and thirty eight thousand dollars that we expect to save that client over their life by making sure we're not overtaxed on things exactly like rmd that's a lot of money that's a lot of money for a lot of folks i mean having an extra three hundred eighty thousand dollars in the course of your retirement obviously is a big game changer. All right. So thinking about then folks that are coming to you, folks that are listening to this radio program, obviously focusing on the tax situation is of high importance. And that brings to mind the conversation around the recent and shocking passing of Lisa Marie Presley. Oh, yeah. I mean, people across the world, I couldn't believe Did, I mean, news. Was she Was she sick at all? I mean, she, like, I, I don't know. That's I what nobody, nobody seems to know. Apparently, she died of cardiac arrest. She was at the wow. Golden Globe Awards because, you know, that Elvis movie that came out. Sure. And that, that guy was nominated for he all won. kinds of stuff. He won. The he won. Elvis, I, don't, I didn't see that. The guy who played Elvis won. He's just been nominated for an Oscar. This movie is it, huge. She was there, watched him get his Golden Globe, walked the red carpet, and then three days later, they pronounced that she had passed away, age of 54 years old. Wow. Died of cardiac arrest. Now, 
of course, a lot of oh. folks, because, you know, Graceland's like the second most visited house in the United States after the White House. No, Graceland is like, I think, I've never been there. Yeah. But I know people, I know more people that have been to Graceland than the Biltmore, than huh? the White House, like any of those places. You take your pick. I guarantee you, I've talked to more people that have been to Graceland than all, maybe all the others combined. It is. To be honest. It's an American treasure. It's an American destination. So a lot of people have wondered what's going to happen to Graceland now that she's passed. She actually gave that answer when she was interviewed back in 2012. Here's what she said. My family, I still own Graceland without question. It's a very yeah. family-run, well-oiled machine. It has been for years. Graceland is mine and in my family. That that it's The house itself and the entire grounds and everything part of it is 100% in my awesome. family. So wow. the entire state is actually going to go to her three daughters. Wow. Uh, something that you might not have heard of, though, is that when Lisa Marie inherited Elvis's estate, one, she was only 25 years old to inherit. I, I remember like I knew that she was young. I yeah. didn't know she was 25, though. She actually okay. ended up having to sell off a lot of it to pay off millions of dollars in debt. I don't know uh, what kind of uh, debt obligation there was there. But this sure. all goes back to and thinking about wealth transferring and what you were just talking about with taxes the importance of proper estate planning, does it not? I mean, it always does. I mean, if you're out there listening to the show, one of the things I've said with consistency is it really doesn't have nearly as much to do with your 401k mutual funds or those individual stocks you own. It probably has to do with how are you going to take everything that you've amassed and turn that into something that works for you instead of you working for a paycheck, works for you in the long run. And guys, if you do this correctly, what we have found there's two things that are going to stop us from actually hitting our goals sometimes. Number one is Uncle Sam. Uh-huh. They're going to come knocking at the door, and it sounds about like this. Uh-huh. Hello. <laughs> you need you need to give us more money. Uh-huh. And, the, and by the way, the government's still running ridiculous deficits. They're still going to keep doing that. They're not yeah. going to stop anytime soon, and they're going to need more money. So we know the government's coming after us, which is what makes this more interesting. The amount of money that she had to basically raise – by selling parts of that estate, my guess is there was a good percentage of that that had to do with taxes. Now, I don't know that firsthand, but I know that when I see all kinds of folks, if they don't have their estate plan done correctly, they will pay tremendous amounts in taxation that they may not have been aware of for simple things. It wasn't titled the right way. There wasn't a step up in basis the same way. Guys, they get so complicated that it's unbelievable. So the first thing I said a minute ago was there's two ways that they take our money. Number one is through taxation. Number two is from wealth transfer. One of the things over the past 10 years, Heather, that I've really embraced and understood is if someone has been really a great steward of their money, I mean, they're a multimillionaire. Uh-huh. The interesting thing is how do the best multimillionaires, or frankly, in this stage and age, the best multi-billionaires, how do they transfer your wealth? Yeah. It is so important to understand if we've saved our money from taxation by getting the right money in the right places, how do we transfer that wealth? A lot of people think, well, this is just for your beneficiaries, just for your kids and grandkids. No, 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 no. Let's take a quick second and think about that. The first time that we often transfer our wealth is between spouses. And we know this in our firm because unfortunately for the past 24 years, we've seen this many, many times. And I hate to say, but it's unfortunate that if you're a surviving spouse, if you are the surviving inheritor of those dollars, the tax bracket's often different. It's not as good. Usually goes up, does it not? You pay more in taxes. You have slightly less income or a lot less income. And it makes things a lot more uncomfortable because you don't have someone to share 
those conversations with. Yeah. You're basically, you feel like you're on your own. Yeah. We have developed a system, and this has only been in the last three years, where we want to uh, absolutely alleviate those fears from any of our clients. Yeah. So when we're building a plan, number one, we want to know how much protection we have in that plan. Number two is how do we generate income? Mm-hmm. Number three is how do we design that tax situation to keep it out of Uncle Sam's hands and maybe we are transferring some wealth at that point in time so that Lisa Marie in her situation wouldn't have had to pay that much because there are a lot of laws that have changed since Elvis's passing. Mm-hmm. Were her people doing the right thing? I have no idea, but we can do better. And on the fourth phase, how do we transfer the wealth? Should we do it through gifting? Should we do it through taxation? Should we do it away from all of that? Should we shift those dollars? Should we use eyelets, which are irrevocable life insurance plans? See, I don't know until we know what you want to achieve. But ladies and gentlemen, the first thing that we have to understand is if we have saved a tremendous amount of money that we know we won't consume in our lifetime, how can we be certain that our kids aren't forced into a situation where they're selling off all of our stuff just to pay for debts, just to pay for tax liens? Just to pay for Uncle Sam, because why? Because he needs a little bit more, because he wants a little bit more. Mm -hmm. See, guys, we can do better than that. But if we don't have a plan to accomplish that, I promise you, the government has a plan for us. And it's the government plan, which is boom, boom. I need a little bit more money. Oh, by the way, you're gone now. Your kids, we need a lot more money. And that's what they're going to do. So, guys, if you've done a great job saving money, you probably know that. Let's make certain that not only can you live the retirement lifestyle you want, that you can use, that you can deserve because you worked for it, but not only that, that you can leave the most to your beneficiaries. Don't leave it to Uncle Sam. Mm -hmm. Make certain that not only do we have a tax plan right, but we have the wealth transfer part right. It is not a one-size-fits-everyone. It is not just get a trust and you're fine. This requires constant tweaking as tax laws change. It requires constant maintenance that you need a fiduciary looking at, not just the lawyer who only knows the law, not just the CPA who only understands your tax returns. You need someone to be the quarterback of that team to be certain they do it right. Our firm does exactly that. Part of our plan is to make sure that not only are you going to be good, not only are you going to be right in your retirement, but we're not giving more money to Uncle Sam or the government for any other reason. Because if you don't take this action, the government is going to force you into their plan. Thanks for listening to the Retirement Solution Podcast with John Hicks. Begin the conversation about your savings plan with John and the team at J. Hagen Capital by visiting retirementsolutionradio.com. Be sure to listen to John's radio show, The Retirement Solution, Saturdays at 8 a.m. and Sundays at 9 a.m. on News Radio 840 WHAS. Jagan Capital Link is not licensed in all 50 states. To find out if Jagan Capital Link is licensed in your state, please call 502 690 5635. Jagan Capital Link is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. It does not provide legal or tax advice. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Jonathan Hicks. Insurance license number 548962.